What's up, guys? This is former WCW wrestling star Glacier. Make sure to tune in to Chat, Grapple, and Cheap Pops with my buddies JB and Chris. So make sure to tune in whenever you can, or else blood may run cold on you. <laughs> Hey, what is up, wrestling friends and family? Welcome to a bumper, super mega edition of Chat Grappler Cheap Pops with me, JB, the man sitting next to me, the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts, the killer co-host himself, Mr. Chris Dredd, and our super special guest. The man's always right. What can I say? He may say he has terrible takes, but that's not true. Mr. Matt Bishop, however you want to go as... We will deal with deal with that. How are you, man? I'm good, brother. Call me whatever you want. You guys have always been able to call me whatever you want. You guys are the greatest. Um, we've been going back and forth for the last couple of months. All that shit you guys talk on me. Then I call you out. Then you stop talking shit on me. And then this last episode I heard you guys talk shit on me again. I was like, you know what? You got to stop, man. You can't, you can't have my name come out your mouth if you can't let me come on your show. Uh, so I'm here. Yeah. I, I appreciate you guys making the time to have this happen. Uh, we are so many hours apart, but we're right here doing the thing. So let's let's fucking do it. It's been a while, man, but I'm ready. It's it's weird timing, bruv, because we usually do like nighttime things. You know what I mean? We usually wear like night owls, but here it's like the middle of the day. It's like quarter past <laughs> four in the afternoon. It's like, it's it's weird, man, isn't it? It's throwing us out a little bit. We need to sort of just pretend that it's dark outside. Um, but yeah, it's all good, man. We, I mean, we have called you out quite a few mm-hmm. times, yes. Um, yes. you know. So we, we, it's once, only once fair. Or twice. Yeah, we're just once or twice <laughs> per episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so here you are. And we're grateful for it, man. Appreciate it. I'm ready to go. Your show, man. Oh, so you guys yeah. tell me, you guys tell me how I got to put you in place. Right, Chris, let's get to it first off. How are you, man? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, I mean, fucked physically. Uh, just been down the old doctors. Big up the NHS. Yeah, I mean, else uh, I'd be skinter than I am now. But um, yeah, no, shout out the NHS and all that. Uh, been down the hospital. But yeah, we're good, man. We're good. You know what I mean? It could be worse. You know what I mean? My knob could have fell off. You know, anything could happen. But, you know, touch wood. Uh, it's still attached. But um yeah no all right mate all right how about you everything good apart from I mean I was looking at the the football fixtures coming up man it's Tottenham Arsenal twenty fourth of September so yeah brother you ain't looking forward to that now <laughs> isn't it oh yeah no we'll be fine <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> we'll get we'll get we'll get over it yeah we'll like, be fine it's at your gaff as well so yeah you got no chance <laughs> uh, we'll see well anyway we'll talk about that another yeah, we'll time we'll talk about yeah, that stuff as we well we love talking about footy. We can talk about, you know, the Packers maybe and all that business. But uh, where were we? Yeah. What are you drinking, Chris? Oh, today I'm drinking blueberry muffin soda from Soda Folk. And it's fucking tasty, man. It literally <laughs> tastes like a blueberry muffin. So uh, that is what I'm drinking right now. Uh, blueberry, muffins, blueberry muffins are the breakfast of my childhood. So... Oh. Uh, you are you're making my nipples wet right now. So oh, mate, like, like daddy magic. Sweat, making your I'm nipples sweating wet. through my shirt right now. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's still a little early over here. So I got some coffee in my Canada mug from my uh, my uh, uh, SummerSlam trip. And in case we go long, I got a little uh, Superberry Zoe. Shouts to The Rock for putting his juice in cans that we all get to sip on. It's a, Dwayne's and juice. a little bit of water on the side, too. 
You so, bu- he yeah, busts man. his juice in cans now. Yeah. He must have. He does he must it. Have. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I am. I am in recovery mode, so there is Lucas Aid. It is, you know, I I think it's better than Gatorade to be fair. So I'll take that. And this one I picked up in the American drinks shop that we have locally. It's a uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black, and oh. I saw I saw it, and that the only thing I could think of was Bray and LA Knight. So I was from their match at Royal Rumble. So I was like, yeah, I'll have this one for them. And yeah, right, I've got Howdy to the scene. He's with me at all times. When I'm podcasting, I don't walk around the store with Uncle Howdy. Bollocks, bruv. You know you're walking <laughs> around fucking Walmart just like masked up. I need it. If I had a cowboy hat, I would, but I don't. So, but uh, yeah, big old cheers, man. Thanks for having me on. I thought it was a Tim Horton <laughs> mug, first of all, when you started that, uh, when you pulled that up. Yeah, no, nah, just it was, it was a little, uh, you know, we're in Canada shop. Yeah. So did one of those touristy things, did the American thing, you know. Got to be done, uh, mate. Yeah, you got it. You got to do it. So. Do it. So you went to SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Took the, was it? took the fam to SummerSlam. It was fucking amazing. It was literally amazing from the uh, just the atmosphere alone because Detroit is kind of desolate now, so it, it's not as buzzy as it as it would have been like 10, 15 years ago. So it's more like touristy. Let's go and. There was no one in your way, just everyone going to the same thing. So it was it was awesome, man. Uh, from the from the Kid Rock promo to the to the very end of the night, like it was just fucking incredible. It was so awesome. Kind of mad, like because you know we did the we did Money in the Bank, we did, or you know Chris did two nights of that. I did one, like, and then you know we did all in. <laughs> we yeah. How how do you guys do it? How do you guys do it? How do you go to AEW shows? How do you do well, it? It was the one. Like, no, we, to be honest, right? We we had to, right? So, it... no, you don't have to. It's it's literally a choice. I tell this to my kid. Oh, you guys are dads too, right? Yeah. When your kid does something fucking stupid, you go, no, there's a choice. You can do it, or you also can't. There's a choice. <laughs> you guys chose to do it. Well, we we rip into them so much, right? And and also you gotta understand like Wembley Stadium for for Brits, yeah, is like I, I can't even I can't it's it's like Madison Square Garden sort the home of, of it's like, the home of football, isn't it? It's the it's the home of football and it's like the home of you know big events. So we had to go really. It was a no-brainer on that on that count. But I mean we haven't really done our episodes yet talking about it, but the production was fucking piss poor. You know, when you go to a WWE event, like everything, you had the 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 hour before, you know, like the pre-show or whatever, right? They didn't even have it on the screens in in in, in Wembley. I had to have my it fucking two hours. It was two yeah, hours. it was two hours. I had wow. to have my fucking phone out watching it on YouTube in the stadium. People around me and everyone sitting there going, "Oh, is that the thing?" Like, yeah. So I've got like. Fucking six people around me watching my phone while we're watching what's going on. Can't hear anything that's going on. You've got, you know, people, you had Anthony Agogo and you had fucking Matey Boy with the blonde white hair. What's his name? Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. (laughs) But they're all all the British guys, you know what I mean? Just talking and doing all this. But none of it was on the screen. The production was just really poor. And then randomly you just had like, 
you know, Miro and that in the, doing the signing in the middle of the ring and then loads of people randomly coming out. It was fucking really, really bad uh, production values. You know, as the night was, it. I mean, JB, correct me if I'm wrong. It wasn't that bad, right? It wasn't. It no. wasn't as bad as we expected it to be. Wrestling wise, I mean, the fucking women's match was a joke. It was like fucking nine minutes of fucking bullshit. Um, we knew that she was going to win the championship from when you come out with your mum and dad and your brother and your uncle and your cousins and all that shit. Like there was not, you get what I'm saying? So fucking, yeah. we will rock you. Get the fuck out of here, man. Like it was blatantly, you're going to win it. Do you know what I mean? So that was a bit shit. I mean, we, we're not huge Soraya fans anyway, really. We think that, you know, I don't think she really deserves it, but it was Wembley Stadium. She's English. Here we fucking go. Bullshit, lazy booking. I mean, other than that, all the matches were pretty good. I mean, you know, I'm a huge MJF mark. I just think that he's he is sort of wasted where he is now. I do think that he would do better in WWE if he was given the right guidance, the right coaching, a little bit of help with his character and all that. I mean, he's doing pretty well anyway. Um, we, we said on a previous show, I think that Will Ospreay, Really, if he was in WWE, I think he'd be great if if they could tone him down a little bit and get him to do things as and when, um, rather than just going like fucking balls to the wall all the time. It will help his career be a bit longer, stop his injuries. You know, like the show wasn't too bad, but it, it was just inconsistent. It was, you know, the, the Bucks match was too long, even though any Bucks match is too long. You know, it was uh, all it's right. A, it's a Jay... long old day when you get dragged to a car boot sale first. Oh, dude. Right. So it, we car boot sale is like a fucking, what is it? Like a, a flea market sort of thing, you know, where people or like a swap meet. You know what I mean? When people got their cars and you know, we call That's it a car right. boot sale rather than a that trunk sale. You get me? So, right, right, so right, right. everyone just literally has got a little trestle table out with a bit of cloth over it. Loads of shit that they've bought from their house and they just sell it. So in the morning before the show, AEW, the show would started at like 3.30. And I was like, yeah, boys, do you want to go to a car boot sale at like 10 o'clock? So I was like <laughs> picking these fuckers up at like 9.30 in the morning, <laughs> you know, walking around the car boot sale, buying loads of unnecessary <laughs> shit. Yeah, a lot um, of it I, was unnecessary. No, but I did get some <laughs> WWF cards. No, no, wait, wait, wait a minute, man. Like, right, let's uh, have it right. He uh, bought two Xbox 360s. <laughs> no yeah, one needs thing... to buy two Xbox 360s but from you a car do. boot sale. Right, bro. My one broke, yeah. My my first one broke, so I bought another one. But then they had the elite one for like it only cost me like six quid, seven quid. He bought an elite one for AEW. Like how tragic? Obviously, all elite, isn't it? Right, right. Um, right, But yeah, no, it was it was a long ass day, but it was it was a good day because you're with friends, you're doing whatever, you're in the pubs, you're having a bit of banter and all that. You're talking with wrestling fans. It's 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 cool. It it was fine. It, it it was a good day, but you know, overall the production weren't great, and it was you know, it was just. Well, it, like, what it was. I, I was no, I was going to agree with you anyway. When you said Wembley was the destination, you know, at at the end of the day, I mean, we've we've all done it. WWE shows, you know, indie shows, what have you. Live wrestling is fun. So re- regardless of how it turns out on TV, live wrestling is awesome. So I get it. You know, I was just you know, as you Did would you say. Watch take- it- I was taking the piss out of it because I did turn on, I, I, I got a, you know, a wait, let's just say a way to watch it at the yeah. MJF Adam Cole match. And when the camera zoomed out and I saw that the, the trusses and everything was tarped off with black trash bags, I was like, man, they did so much for the productive value for the people in, inside. There was no <laughs> staging. 
There was nothing. They had like the WWE style uh, entrance, uh, that walkway. That was pretty cool that the, you know, their walkway guardrails weren't just your standard shit. They had the lights and all that stuff on it. Yeah. Their stage itself was pretty cool, but there was no, there was no decorations. There was no anything. There was no set design. It was, here's a big jumbotron and a long ass entrance ramp, but (laughs) they had trusses above the ring for what? Not to put cameras there so you guys could see the pre-show, not to put extra mm. lighting to make sure that the match looked better. But I only saw the tail end of the MJF Adam Cole stuff. It was very, very predictable. Uh, terrible, terrible booking when it comes to, you know, trusting the referee. It was hysterical how MJF can, you know, make a match by himself. Him and Adam Cole can decide on the fly how long the match is going to be. You know, like, that's pretty cool, I guess. Mm. Um, but no, I overall... I get what you're saying. I mean, live wrestling's fucking fun, and if if Wembley's a destination, then I, I don't blame you. And unless you're AEW Super Gluck Gluck three thousand marks online, true, then you cyber bully fans for giving yeah. fucking someone the finger. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, it's unreal. Like the 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 way the behavior of a certain demographic of wrestling fans it it disgusts me more and more on a weekly basis the more that i see it's not getting any better is it jay the more we see online no we said the the poor girl at the front in the front row of all out you know she's obviously a cm punk fan she's flipping off whoever's not cm punk or part of the other crew and people make a big deal of it she paid her fucking ticket man like let her let her flip off whoever she wants. She's not attacking any rest. She's not throwing shit at anyone. She's not being, you know, a drunken oaf like you know you'll see at other wrestling shows. She's just paid her money. She's unhappy with the situation, which you know would eventually take over all in. You know, because the minute we left all in, all you see on the phone is CM Punk, Jack Perry. It's like, oh shit, here we go. Literally, as we <laughs> walked we out again. of Wembley, that's all you could see on the phones. But you're right, live wrestling, man. Well, yeah, yeah. I had to actually right before we went live, you you put a tweet on there with Roman Reigns looking at CM Punk. Oh, I did it for fun now. I just do it to piss. No, me. this this shit needs to stop. Even for fun, this shit needs to stop because I swear. I, and and to Nick Khan's credit, he kind of dismissed the whole thing with CM Punk yesterday, which I thought was pretty cool. But I said it from the second CM Punk was even rumored for that fucking backstage show that they did with WWE. And then when the rumors came out for AEW, I told anyone that would fucking listen. I didn't see CM Punk's run at all. And if you check the archives, TF Takes Podcast, at TF Takes Podcast on Twitter. If you check the archives, I've never said one good word about CM Punk, except for the fact he knows how to get the fans to love him, right? But he doesn't do that through wrestling, and he doesn't do that through his fucking mic work. When I came in... When I came back into wrestling and people tried to tell me that Roman Reigns sucks because CM Punk said so and CM Punk is this guy and that guy, I went back and watched as much CM Punk as I can. And I never understood it. Never got it. Didn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. Does the crowd love him? Sure. Okay. Other than that, try to win me over. And he couldn't with what he does. Then I listened to the shit that he said outside of wrestling. I'm like, oh, okay. This guy doesn't love wrestling anymore. Everyone wants to say he's the greatest pro wrestler. He's the best. CM Punk's the best. You know, all this bullshit. But when you listen to him talk, he doesn't love wrestling. When you listen to Seth Rollins talk, guy fucking loves wrestling. Daniel Bryan, fucking AJ Styles. It's it's kind of like the Charlotte Flair complex I have. Like, she loves what wrestling gives her. She doesn't love wrestling. When you listen to her. Point is, with the CM Punk, 
the second he was coming off for AW, I'm like, oh, it, it's not going to work out because he doesn't love wrestling. He's going to try to make this about him as much as possible. And if he doesn't love wrestling, then the people around him aren't going to love him. And it turns out people around him fucking hated him because he's in it for himself. He did that podcast with Cole Capanna and ruined Roman Reigns' career for five fucking years until the pandemic happened. You know, then Roman could really turn it around so no one could fucking boo him. But the pandemic doesn't happen. This Tribal Chief character doesn't take off either because they wouldn't let the guy talk at all. You didn't get a chance to invest in him. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know why people would ever want to see him puck around ever again. He's never said anything nice about the wrestling industry. He's never said anything nice about the wrestling fans. He just simply talks about how good he was at doing what he did. He never shows appreciation to the business of the fans. And I don't know why the fans want him back. They got that Gluck Gluck 3000 on automatic when it comes to CM Punk. When when you've when you've been starved, I suppose for a few years, even you know a, a shit covered piece of bread is tasty. Um, I think <laughs> you know it's it's one of them ones where sort of absence makes the heart grow fonder, and people have short memories. I think that's probably what it is. Everyone knows that Kurt Angle is the greatest wrestler of all time. It's clearly not CM Punk. Um, so <laughs> I mean, it's we we're, we're not like huge CM Punk guys, but um. What we are is not the elite guys, and we sort of have seen. But again, you've got you you've got two types of dickhead going head to head. So you've got the CM Punk type of dickhead, and you've got the elite sort of young bucks type of dickhead, just both egotistical pricks, all of them, um, just sort of going head to head. You've got Tony Khan with his fucking micro testicles, who 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 can't take control and just say look all of you guys are a bunch of wankers sort it out um and this is when you get the situation that we've got now i do believe though that cm punk will show up in wwe i still think it'll happen because um they're, they're gonna want to sort of capitalize on what's happening bro they're gonna want they you know they wanted it before he went to aew you know it the 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 network wanted him on there and WWE actually said, no, nah, we, we're not going to have it, you know, which is a fair point. And I get your point that maybe they don't particularly want him, but if they can see money and they can see he's the biggest merchandise seller that AEW will ever have probably and has had, they think they can convert into dollar bills, then they'll probably say, yeah, fuck it, man. You know? My, my biggest concern is that Nick Khan is working every month. <laughs> that's it's, my it's, my big concern is that he's yeah. come out and said this just to fuck with everyone mm. and it it is that's the only thing that the only thing that probably saves him cm punk is that merchandise thing and he can bring that to the table and go look we can sell cm punk merchandise with wwe's logo in the back mm-hmm. and we can make a shitload of money together like yeah, I mean, that's they're, the they're only... just gonna they're gonna look at the bottom line, yeah. which is something that AEW never did, and still aren't doing because they're now happily doing bow and get one freeze for Grand Slam. You going? No, <laughs> no, no. I have zero desire. If somebody gave me free tickets to AEW, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. It's oh, not man. I can even though that. I said I love that. No, <laughs> even even though <laughs> even though I said live wrestling's fun. I would still feel like it's a waste of time because I'm not watching anything that will carry over into what I want to see next week. 
the their production value is trash. You just said it. If if WWE sees the dollar signs of CM Punk, they'll bring them in. They just incorporated yesterday with UFC to form TKO at a $21 billion valuation. They don't need CM Punk's money. No, you know what I mean? Don't. They don't, but so, they never they never say no to extra money. It's not smart. I don't, I don't, money. and I don't disagree with that too. I actually have other opinions since you brought that up. I, I do like where that was going. My point on the AEW side, they're just not built to have me as a fan. And they also choose to continue to not present things to have me as a fan. And that's on them. That's on them. It's something that I've said, you know, years ago on the Terrible Wrestling Takes podcast. I have a whole episode called Billion Dollar Infrastructure versus a Billion Dollars. And it explains the faults of AEW that they just throw money around. They don't actually build the business. And I think I talked about it on your show, one of the awesome times that I've come on. That if you hand me a billion dollars, it's up to me to maintain the value with everything I spend on that. But if I do like what Vince did, and that's take a million dollars, buy a company, and then build it to worth a Peacock deal for a billion dollars, a Fox deal for a billion dollars, a USA deal for a billion dollars, it's now worth other people investing their money in what you do, not you investing your own money. That's the difference in worth. And AEW doesn't do that. And they're not going to do that if they continue to build their product in a way that causes for buy one, get one free tickets. We, we've we said this when we had Billy Barty on as well. He's the same thing. He's like, it's never been about making money for Tony Khan. And he doesn't give a fuck about making money or wasting money. It's never been about that for him. It's been about literally, I'm, I want to do this the way I'm going to do it. And if it loses money, give a fuck. I literally like, I, he doesn't care. Um, it, It's never been about the money for him. And in, 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 in that way, it's not going to, I can't see the longevity of it being any considerable amount of time for the fact that, the demographic or the people that he markets to is fucking tiny, tiny, tiny compared to what it should be. If you're looking at, like you say, building your company to be worth X amount of money, rather than just you personally having a, an amount of money and people going, Oh yeah, that money, that, that company's worth a billion dollars because Tony Khan's the owner and he's worth $5 billion or whatever. You know, it's, there is a difference between your product value and just you as an individual having a few bucks in your pocket and not the young type, the actual bucks. <laughs> Even though he probably wouldn't mind having the young bucks in his pocket, in his in his clown pocket. You get what I'm saying? He probably feels like he does, you know, like little army figures from back in the day. He's like, oh, here's my young buck one. I put this in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, I put true. my Kenny one up here. Yeah, you know? trust me, mate. And, but, uh, <laughs> but no, to you, JB, were you saying about CM Punk bringing him in for the dollars? My first, my original thought was, I think CM Punk proved that he might have merch value, but he has no staying power in the ring. His matches were absolute trash. The best story Apart he told from Samoa Joe uh, at Wembley, ironically, his best match in, in AEW for me. And okay, I, I, I'll, no, I'll this, trust, yeah. I'll trust you, and I'll go back and watch that. No, 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 the M MJF dog collar match his, was the best. So one. here's the thing: his build with MJF was a solid story, and yeah. I thought that match was fucking horrid i yeah, thought they I did a terrible job of telling the story in the match in the ring right yeah 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 but i thought everything else was actually pretty cool and yeah. it was a, a way to kind of bolster mjf towards babyface especially with Wardlow turning on him and then it also turned out to be shit you mm -hmm. know what i mean so like that's the AEW part of it but if cm punk could come in to wwe in a managerial role or the microphone role that people think he's so great at 
fucking one bill phil he's so fucking terrible but <laughs> i'll i'm i'm playing along okay that's what i'm doing i'm on your show so i'm gonna play along if cm punk came in a, in a microphone role and doesn't bury talent because there's an infrastructure to where you can't bury talent because i also think there's a different intimidation value from triple h to tony khan you know what 100%, i mean 100 so, absolutely so yeah so if if triple h can can steer cm punk in a certain fashion, Paul Heyman can steer Sir CM Punk in a certain fashion. Then you can get the T-shirt sales. You can get a valuable product on TV, but you got to limit this motherfucker. He had mm. way too much because he has so much control in AEW. They gave him a fucking show to come back on. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like that's that's it's just not going to happen in WWE. So if the, if he does in any way, shape, or form come over, motherfucker should not step in the ring as a wrestler at all. Take his wrestling boots, light them fucking things on fire. Do not allow him to wrestle whatsoever. It's just not good. It's not good. I would love it. Like, because I even, I gave, I, I always give everything a chance. You guys know that. I give everything a chance. CM Punk showed up. I got chills. When I watched the, the camera crew, when they released that video, the camera crew or the production crew making sure that CM Punk was filmed the right way, I was like, dude, this is so fucking awesome. I give the production crew so much shit for fucking up all the time. They really cared to capture the CM Punk moment. That's so fucking cool. And then a wrestling match happens and they don't know what the fuck they're shooting. You know what I mean? So, but I gave the CM Punk run a shot and I'm like, okay, like he can't wrestle though. Like he sucks at wrestling. And then he does all these insidery things to your point, Chris, about, you know, these old fans, how to get these old fans to love me again. And he did that. He pulled yeah. on every fucking heartstring. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, he wants to chew on blueberry muffins while drinking sodas and go, I'm making fucking money. Fuck these kids. Like, no, nah, mm -hmm. man, no. Nah. No, facts, man. Facts. You know, Tony Khan, again, but Tony Khan has enabled that environment. <clears throat> you know, to Tony, he's he, right. Um, Tony Khan has enabled that environment. He yeah. he emboldened uh, Punk to the point where he felt like he could sit there eating muffins, drinking soda and fucking burying everyone. Like Tony Khan should have from that point, we said it in our last episode or the one before, like Tony Khan, if he would have nipped it in the bun and said, look, I'm not being funny, bruv, but this is my company and we're not doing that, bruv. You, you've been brought in for X, Y and Z reasons not to sit there burying everyone and just acting like you own the fucking joint. But AEW is, it's the the lawless land of the idiot it's you know everybody buries everyone in every fucking promo mm -hmm. like there's no lighter version where a promo can just say i'm gonna kick your ass you know i'm gonna beat you up i'm gonna you know i'm gonna beat you i'm gonna take your title every promo is you're in wwe and you didn't do very well you know your wife is this your dad's dead you know all of that shit like every promo is so hate-filled it's like Guys, you need to step off. Like it, this might work for the three, four thousand people that you get into the building every every week or every two weeks or whatever now. But what the fuck? Like lighten up a bit. For the love of God, lighten up. It's just one burial after another. And like CM Punk just he he slotted into that perfectly. Oh yeah. Because yeah, you know, MJ MJF's a prime example of you know super burials. He's really good at it. Like, but if he's good at it and he's the best at it. No one else should do it. Leave the burials to one person. Keep them special. Let everyone else have to cut real promos where they, you know, have to talk about what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, and then they're going to win. No more, you know, fucking what's his dicks and all of this business and, you know, $6 million a year as well, by the way, for Moxley. Would you, um, would, would you so say that? What, what, is, what are your thoughts on John Moxley? 
bro. So I listened to your last episode, and I understand where you're leading to. Um, I was an Ambrose fan when I got back into it. I saw Ambrose. I watched. I watched his climb, his determination towards the Intercontinental Championship, the feud he had with Seth Rollins. That ladder match was awesome. And I I always found that he was a really good transitional champion is probably the wrong word because it, he could probably go a little bit further than that. It's like fair. three months, three months, five months, maybe six months of like, like how Kofi was, right? A nice, really good six, eight month run. And you believe every bit of it. But when they lose, you go... Well, that kind of sucks, but I get it. You know, it's Brock Lesnar. So, you know, makes sense. But you also want Kofi to get that title again. You know what I mean? And I always felt that way about Ambrose too. This Moxley thing, I, I, man, we watched so much wrestling from, from childhood till now. Wrestling without purpose fucking sucks. Yep. When, when I saw him with the fucking thing sticking out his head, I'm like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? (laughs) What, What is that supposed to mean to me? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand what that means. And if you're telling me, look at this guy, he goes through so much pain. That's so cool. Okay. He's a cool dude, but like, what is he doing in the ring? Right. I mean, what is all the, all the, all the wrestlings from wrestlers from even some of you guys' favorite Cody today to everyone back in the day, they all talk about it. Story, right? Story. What fucking story is Moxley telling in any fucking match? He just stopped storytelling and go, I'm going to beat the shit out of my body because I got one one body to use. So I'm going to use it while I can. It's I find it. I find it really off putting, really off putting. Pretty, pretty much what we said. I was a fan of uh, of uh, Dean Ambrose. You know, what I mean, Dean Ambrose, you know, when he was in WWE is a, is a different person to what John Moxley is and John Moxley with that sort of faux tough man sort of strut sort of walk. Oh, it's the toughest, you know, how to be the toughest looking man in a land filled with tough people. Like it's like they're all supposed to be tough, right? Right. But with with Moxley, you know, I, you know, everyone loves a one trick pony for a while, and then you know you expect to see a new trick and it doesn't happen, and then you've got you know wooden sticks coming out of his head and what was it, you know, forks and all that business. It's like. That, one of the worst matches on that, on that show as well. By oh, far. Fucking terrible. The production value on that as well. Horrific. Fucking horrific, man. You didn't. We, we didn't know what the fuck was going on, man. I went to go get hot dog. I was. I didn't give a fuck. I was. You know. I'm like, no. I'm gonna go. Was it get... like a sixty dollar hot dog too? What Mate, it fuck? was like eighteen pounds, which is like yeah, twenty bucks for a fucking hot dog. And all right, it was fucking. You know, it was Ron Jeremy size, but it was. You know, it was still like. You know, oh, I don't know if we can even mention Ron Jeremy now. He's, in, he's a fucking wrong one, no. isn't he? All right, like, yeah. I don't know, man. Fucking Long Dong Silver, whatever. It was massive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, worth 20 bucks? I don't think so, man. Um, but yeah, I went to go and get a hot dog. Terrible match. Terrible fucking production values. It's the same same thing with Eddie Kingston. You know, they talk about how great he is on the mic. Once the bell rings, it's finished. It's over. Like, I'm pretty sure... In that stadium stampede match, he disappeared for a while and then came back as like this hero. He came back, he disappeared because he was fucked. He was blown up. Eddie and Kingston's he... another another great example. Sorry to cut you off. Is no, another no, great example where they they just don't know how to book wrestling. Like 
I absolutely agree with you. His his promos, they pull everyone in, right? And then they yeah. trend the next day, that night, for hours, for days until the lead up of the match. His promos trend, right? He speaks with a passion and a realism that no one else fucking does. You just can't book the match to to equal the promo, even if it's a an eight-minute match, right? And And work around his lack of conditioning. But they don't do that. They go, okay, now go out there and have fun. His CM Punk match. Again, this is this is another another thing where I go, okay, let me let me get right to where I'm going with AEW and then I'll make a true judgment. The CM Punk match was the perfect opportunity for Eddie Kingston to win, CM Punk to turn heel. Based off of crowd reaction in Chicago alone, it was and it was they built that match so perfectly to get to that point. And it was like what, like six minutes, maybe nine minutes, maybe. And they both did exactly what they could do, which is just fight in the center and not do all kinds of crazy bullshit. And and, and the promos leading up was like how he's going to, Eddie Kings is going to kick CM Punk's ass. There's like a, a fucking 15 year difference, 150 pound difference. And then it doesn't happen. And it's just a, oh, well, we're both tough guys. So fuck it. And then it, all the steam just flooded out. And I, of course you guys know, I don't fantasy book. And the fact that that didn't happen, I was like, oh, okay. Now I don't care about either character. I didn't not care about him because I didn't want to, or I didn't get what I wanted. But at the end, there was literally nothing left to care about. Everything they told you beforehand, hey, care about this, care about that. You don't get that on the back end. It's it's crazy. They they blew they 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 blow up Eddie Kingston as much as they can. Not just his conditioning, but the ability to maintain some type of equity through his promos. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But you know why though, bro? Right? Because Tony Khan's not a fucking booker. That's, that's book of the, the year, man. Three years in a thing. row. He's book of the year. It, it, it all comes down to the fact that he ain't a booker, yeah? Just because I take a shower every day, don't make me a fucking plumber. You feel me? Like, it, it, just because True. he watched wrestling True. since he was fucking... I know it's a bit of a dodgy analogy, bro, no. but it, it works. Right? <laughs> just, just because he's watched wrestling for years doesn't make him a good booker. Right. Right. Just because right. he's he's you know friends with a lots of lots of wrestlers doesn't make him a booker. Doesn't make him understand the psychology of wrestling. Doesn't make him be able to pull those characters through the screen for people. It doesn't make him do any of that because the thing is, he we've said this. I think I said it a year ago, right? Tony Khan is a little rich kid who's never been told no in his life, right? From no one. He's never been told no in his life. He's always been told, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, right? And he's had his ass wiped from when he was a you. So now when he's in the wrestling business, he's around characters that will exploit that and take the piss out of it and literally just blow smoke up his ass for that check every single week, every single month or whatever. So it's it's he's not a booker. He really is not a booker. If he would get... He's got people, we've said this as well, he's got people like Jake the Snake Roberts, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. He's got people that can actually book in his company and he's not utilising them at all. Even Jerry Lynn, I swear Jerry Lynn's there. Jerry Lynn can fucking book. Well, no, they, someone, someone tried to make the point saying there was a booking committee now that involves Tony Khan, everybody's favourite, Pat Buck. Who's the, who's the little fellow with Jeff Jarrett? Uh, Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, Sanjay Dutt. Dean Malenko, I think Jerry Lynn was in there and maybe one other, Christopher Daniels or something like. I'm not seeing it. That is not, that is not the, I cannot imagine that six people would get together and make these ideas and say, yeah, this is the best idea for it. 
They're not. No they're yes men. They're yes men for Tony. Well, maybe that. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. It's Tony ultimately has the final say. He yeah. might have a few guys on there on this sort of faux committee, but ultimately, if he wants to do something, he'll do it. If he wants Orange Cassidy to fucking, you know, be the champion for ages and have a match of week, you know, and completely kill. I mean. Don't get me wrong. I I don't like Orange Cassidy. I don't I don't think his you know his character is very good and you know the whole idea of you know what what he's about and whatever you know. But it's it's Tony's favorites always get what it, it, they always get the the special treatment. You got your Orange Cassidy. You got your Moxley. You know you got your Young Bucks. Britt Baker. Um, yeah yeah Britt Baker. Well you know Britt Baker as well. Maybe she's not giving him the gluck gluck. Because <laughs> she's not, she's not getting those. She's, she really should have won the title. I think at All In. I think Britt Baker, on her own. Um, I mean, who did she have initially? She it was her, and she had a couple of little fucking stooges. You know what I mean, oh, uh, Rebel, Rebel and uh, Rebel. Yeah, Rebel was her assistant. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it was cool. I I wouldn't be. I, I quite like that. Yeah. Yeah, but again, Britt Baker, we're finding that she's a bit of a bell end in, in, behind the scenes, and she's rubbing people up the wrong way and stuff. So, maybe... well, that's that's what you do when when you have success in AEW. It turns out that that's how everyone acts, right? That's how yeah. the Young Bucks have acted from the beginning. Yeah. Seems like Kenny Omega is the only the the only humble person backstage. He seems like an incredible sweetheart because we don't hear anything about him being a dickhead. Yeah. Right? Like, I was just thinking about it when I was listening to you guys' last episode, how they were like, you know, the how the the elite show or whatever the fuck um, has been distancing CM Punk. Remember when they all took pictures for weeks with like, you know, Kenny Omega wearing the CM Punk or the uh, the Cookie Monster shirt? They they were like putting in these little Easter eggs that they're getting CM Punk. Yeah. But that's the only time I hear something about Kenny Omega. It seems like everyone who gets the the boost turns into a dick backstage. And and to your actually to your favorite MJF, he seems to be more of a dick online and on TV than backstage at all because we really don't hear anything about him causing problems either. Yeah. So I, I find it odd that Tony Khan has yet to strip the EVP from these guys and just if he wants to put his money somewhere, put it at the top of the company and then build that fucking thing. Because again, we, we, we don't do this podcasting thing because we want to hate wrestling. Mm -hmm. AEW got better, created structure, had some booking. It does not have to look sound or feel like WWE at all. Yeah. But when you have a character, like let's say a Jade Cargill, who was undefeated for so long on top for a year and a half loses the belt and nobody fucking cares. Mm -hmm. That's an inability to book wrestling. It's yeah. an inability to create characters. She comes back and it's like, oh, well, she has unfinished business with Statlander because, but there's no like, oh my God, the greatest women's wrestler in AEW is back. There is no star power. No. She looks amazing. She's gorgeous. She's got everything you would want, but there's no star power. And I said that shit fucking a year ago. Yep. Yeah, she's, she's got the accolades and we can talk about accolades all you want, but is it good? No, it's not good. There's a reason why Avengers Endgame sold $2 billion in tickets, but didn't win the fucking Oscar. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's wow factor, there's star power, and then there's good, you know? And I love the movie. I've seen it like 20 times, but I'm just saying, like, there's a comparison there where if, if you want to call Jade Cargill the fucking superhero of AEW, well, guess what? She's also not fucking Brando in The Godfather. Like, be better. Mm-hmm. And you, to to that point, you know, she did come back, and nobody fucking cared, apart from you know a few people. 
the she came, yeah, the she she was she was bounced out losing her title in such a shitty way. Mm-hmm. You know, an impromptu match after a match where she just won. Like, what the fuck, man? Who who books this shit? I mean, well, we know who books it. That's yeah. the thing. Like, some, some <laughs> it's irritating. Some it's fucking yeah, irritating. You know, it's that with, bad. With, with Jade Cargill, right? You, an unbeaten run is pointless if all you do is beat schmucks. If you, if all you're doing is beating dickheads that have no discernible skill or quality, then you're unbeaten. You know, I could go and just punch a load of toddlers in the face. It doesn't make me world champion. You know what I'm saying? Like. Jade Cargill, she was, she's a, a beast, you know, she's a big girl, muscly, pretty, you know, she looks a million dollars, but then if all she's doing is punching toddlers in the face, like no one, you, all right, you're unbeaten, well done, you've been punching toddlers in the face, good, right, crack right. on, right. right, well, maybe not keep cracking on the toddlers, because, all right, you know. I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, to adolescence or whatever, you know, move up, <laughs> yeah, move, yeah, up, move, move up. up in weight, yeah, move up in weight. But I mean, we we said that, that you know, they could have put her onto sort of the main roster against your Brit Bakers, right. um, you know, against your, your other female talent, but again, yeah, she never defended against the big names, did she? Never. It the was, talent pool for female wrestlers in AEW is fucking tiny. They don't even have women's tag team championship belts. They don't even have a tag team division. So, right. you know, they're, they're, it's literally an afterthought. Like Tony Khan, I think he he might have that thing. What's it? You know, uh, the fear of women. Like you know that that uh that <laughs> that disorder, right? Because he doesn't like. Whenever people mention women's wrestling to him, he always gets a little bit like anxious. He got arsy, yeah, he got yeah, and arsy about yeah, it. Like it yeah. kind of. But you, know he, you know he hates confrontation because he was fearing for his life at all in. Yeah, you know, when when a fight was taking place next to him, like apparently just... CM Punk did grab him up though. Apparently Punk did grab him up. You know, get him by the uh, scruff of the neck by so the lapels by the lapels. Listen here, sunshine. I'm not happy with what you've been doing. Look at this little prick talking about glass. You know, it's um, it's fucking chaos, man. It's absolute chaos, AEW. There's no sort of... It is lawless, right? It is an outlaw mud show to, to the nth degree. The, bil- the billion-dollar indie. The billion-dollar indie, <laughs> absolutely. So what's, what's going to happen when their TV rights come up and the valuation for their product goes down? Right. It's like they, they signed a what? I don't even remember what, maybe a hundred million dollar deal for broadcasting or whatever. And part of it, they had to find their own ads instead of the, um, you know, the, the TNT getting ads for them. And I'm wondering what's going to happen when, when that comes up again and you see WWE and Endeavor and, or TKO getting, you know, $2 billion deals and AEW gets like a $50 million deal for half the time. What does that look like? You know, why, why would, well- why would they continue down this path? You know, I know, I know it's TNT and TBS. What's the next station beneath that? Which is what's the one that's like, like it's probably part of this part of that group of stations. Hon- yeah, like... honestly, it'd probably be better off with you guys, right? TNT Sport. You have one, two, three, four, five. You know, they'd yeah. be on the Ocho. You know, yeah. they'd, they'd be all the way down. We don't necessarily have that over here. <laughs> I mean, we do with Fox, where it's Fox and Fox Sports One, Fox Sports Two. That's where they would be, but they can't get a Fox deal. They're on TNT, which I believe they're 
I mean, the cable systems are all fucked up nowadays. There's like five companies that run everything. So I'm sure there is some shit, you know, on channel 187 or whatever the fuck, because it is a homicide. They fucking suck. Yeah, public public access shit. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, with with the numbers of collision going down to what they are now. So what what's that on TNT, <laughs> right? Collision. Yeah. yeah. Right. So TNT, I mean, I heard Cornette talk about it just this morning, man. He was saying like, with the numbers tumbling on collision like they are, TNT could quite easily put a movie on in that slot that would get so many more viewers than than what it's getting. You know, like when when's it gonna sort of click that you know it's probably you know it's probably it's probably a bad idea to renew any sort of contract. I mean, it's got to be between three and five year contract or whatever. You know, maybe maybe well, I'm, three sure, I'm sure that the uh... If the the money was right, I'm sure like maybe not Amazon, but Netflix or something like that, or one of those streamers would go, yeah, sure, we'll take it. You know, as long as you cut down on your production costs and you don't offer anyone six million dollars a year. (laughs) You know, when when they did the Wednesday Night War and NXT was battling AEW and, you know, Dynamite beat the third brand. When Triple H took over and had his interview and was like, yeah, yeah, they got more ratings than us, but it was a business decision on our part that we weren't pulling enough, so we're going back to the network. Saying that it wasn't based off of AEW, but when you look at AEW's product and they continue to to decline, decline, decline in viewership, when is that business decision going to be made? You know, yeah, of course, AEW did have an impact on them even going to TV, but NXT itself, like, they still constantly try to improve their product they've been through two other iterations since they came off of tv they're not trying to put out the same shit and say fuck it here you go you guys can just have that they consistently Mm. involve main roster talents they consistently move people left and right they they put nxt guys on main roster tv they're trying to improve their product all the time and for AEW not to try to improve their product and and build their viewership because it and we can only say it through ratings with AEW, right they really don't mention anything else when it comes to you know how well they're doing unless it's you know oh well we we sold 40,000 tickets but we've handed out 80,000 you know so what was the actual gate for for Wembley you know but that's another story no one will ever know right because nobody's willing to question it now because I I this is the messed up thing about the you know the sheets and it's not something we want to get too deep into but WWE announces a number the sheets question it Immediately, well, who you know, how many was paid? How many, you know, how many were working? Right. How many AEW come and announce it? And they're like, Tony Khan, right. what a guy, you know, like, what the fuck, man? Like, just they just created the gluck, yeah, the church created yeah. the gluck, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you well, we know as well as anyone that in Wembley Stadium, because of the local <laughs> community, they have to give away a certain amount of comps for the local community, right? So whether that's 10,000, 20,000, I mean, I don't know how. It's the same, same for the company I work for. Mm-hmm. You know, there is their community tickets. Yeah. And they are given out every home match game, match day. It just, it's just how it goes. You have to look after the local community. Otherwise, you know, the, the local council will not allow you to put the event on. They'll make it difficult. And I'll be honest, something like that, 80,000, I've, I'll be something like maybe fifteen thousand were probably local community tickets. I would say about fifteen thousand was probably comps, but for the local Wembley Brent Brent Council yeah, or whatever. Area, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I've, honestly, I think that 
that should be part of the narrative. Not to say that AEW doesn't do well, but that that's part of doing business, you know, on your side of the pond. Swapping. Actually, I think that's I think that's fucking awesome. Mm. You know, I think that's a great thing that they're they're able to do. You know, create something within the the community to allow, you know, um, really it, it helps AEW too. You know, here's fifteen thousand people that may or may not have come to Wembley for this now get the opportunity because of this community community share thing but you have to put it down as 65 sold you know uh you know 15 community um but what's really interesting jb since you guys did my show the terrible wrestling takes podcast on all platforms for wrestlemania two wrestlemanias ago i had asked you you ever think wrestlemania would end up over in the uk and you went on a diatribe on how that shit ain't gonna fucking work Look at where we are now. We got Damn, shows dude. in the UK like crazy, brother. Like we are, we've done, they've done Cardiff, they've done, you know, Wembley. They're booking more, man. What's going on? Maybe they heard me, or maybe, maybe I was wrong. Maybe you know I have to be wrong because we've never been closer to a WrestleMania in this country. Nobody, nobody, Vince. Uh, so I think it was. Finn, yeah. Finn Martin, you know, apologies there, Finn. I'm going, I'm going crazy. He said, WWE aren't in the business of making promises they can't keep or even talking about things they can't make happen. And for John Cena to come out and say something like that, I, I, I will talk about Chris losing his shit just for a second when John Cena's music hit. Yeah, We thought it was just a, an ad or something on the screen. And then John Cena comes out, and all I've got on my ear is ah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then after Cena's like out, and I turn to Chris, he's like he's blank. It's like he's he's in a, he's in a different time zone. And yeah. I had to nudge him and say, "Chris, you're right, mate." And he's like John Cena. <laughs> That's the thing. It was it was unexpected, but again, you're right yeah. that WWE don't generally even mention stuff that they're not going to do. It's not, yeah. they're not sort of the bait and switchy sort of, Oh, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? It's well, like no, in the long run, it doesn't make any money. Exactly. Because yeah, so. if you make the point of getting John Cena out in the middle and talking specifically to English fans, British fans that are there going, we want to bring WrestleMania to the UK. And then the roof fucking comes off the place. You know, they know, yeah, we, we are going to do this at some point else. They wouldn't have even brought it up. And, you know, they, they took my money that night because I went and bought a John Cena T-shirt just for that moment, just to say, like, I was there when John Cena announced, basically, that WrestleMania was coming to the UK and he was wearing this fucking T-shirt and I grabbed one before we went back to the car. <laughs> Literally after the show. But He got suckered into a John Cena T-shirt. But we wondered, so bro. We, we were there. I don't blame the, you. Oh, the, we were at the merch stands and that, right? And we were going... Why is there so much John Cena stuff? Didn't like, see it. What? Didn't put it together for some. Literally reason. didn't put two yeah. and two together, and you know, it was it was crazy because we were like, "There's fucking loads. There's t-shirts. There's the hats. Way more the... than any other superstar, unless uh, uh, maybe the Bloodline had a few extra bits. Oh, the Bloodline had extra bits. You yeah, know, but, I was you know. I I you know talked myself into a We the Ones t-shirt, and you know it happens. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, I bought it. I bought the Cena GI Joe shirt at at SummerSlam. That's the one yeah. I got, baby. I had, Sick yeah. T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, I was. And honestly, that shirt's fucking awesome. It's, it's fucking awesome. hot, right? That's it's the thing. awesome. Yeah, you turn the back around, it's like, oh shit, that's yeah, yeah. it's an awesome T-shirt. But we, yeah, we that's what the merch is for. Get suckered in, be a kid, enjoy that yeah. shit. I mean, I won't lie. I actually bought a Sizzle Me 
um, foam fingers, right? But again, <laughs> let me ask you the question, right? For me, it's still, I don't understand. I don't understand how two men can scissor. I don't get it. It's not, I'm not like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, it's it's a it's a scissor and a sword fight at the same time, right? Like You're you... going to have some testicular injury if you yeah, are scissoring that's... with that kind of velocity that they're doing. Right. You know, they right. don't come in gently and go, oh, yeah, right. let's have a little sword fight. No, they're and fucking... You... Yeah. And you can't, you can't dock in a scissor, right? Like you Bro, can't... it yeah. don't work, yeah. mate. And I yeah. literally, I, this is... <laughs> it was fucking crazy. We're at Wembley, right? We've just got out. When me and my friend Adam, can't dock in a <laughs> mate, you can't dock in the scissors. You know that. That should be a t-shirt. Um, it probably will be on pro wrestling tees at some point. Um, <laughs> they buy that shit now. Buy it now. So we were we were at Wembley and we got out and I've got my phone finger, and that we're standing there. We've just met my boy Adam. We're just about to walk to the car, and a child, a child walks up to me and starts putting his finger in my phone finger. And I was uncomfortable and it happened. And then he walked away and I was like, dude, I've just been scissored by a child. And it <laughs> just, it, it, it was weird. And I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's weird, but I bought, still, still bought finger. the phone finger though, didn't you? Yeah. But you know, for me, it's like, you know, these things, I'm a collector. I mean, I, as you can see behind me, I collect like stuff. I'm like a magpie. I collect shiny things. So a big pink hand like this is fucking. Come on, man! I got well, and it's on brand. It's on brand too. It's, I mean, it's a course. Chris Dredd thing to do. Is, it is. It, yeah. I, I yeah. collect stuff. Yeah. I mean, whether it's Magic the Gathering cards, whether it's fucking Pokemon, whether it's like video games or whatever. It you know it is what it is. But yeah, it's um, <laughs> it going back to the John Cena T-shirt. We went on a fucking mad rant. But the John Cena T-shirt is sick. The GI Joe one. It had to be bought. WrestleMania will come to the UK, and we will go. Even sitting in my seat, I said I'll probably have to sell my car, but I will probably do it. Um, to go. Yeah. So we we'll be there whenever it happens. We we're, we're not sure what stadium it's going to be in. Um, because it will be sort of. When they do WrestleMania, it's like smack it'll be, bang. It'll be Wembley or Spurs, won't it? Come on. It will. Be, I mean, Spurs is my team as well. So if it comes to my football team stadium, yeah. you know, you'll have North, to come. North London, Jamie. North I'll London, far man. North London. I'll, I'll, I'll show you around the better stadium Stones in throw, North right? London. Yeah, you know literally I mean? a hop, skip, and a jump, <laughs> and we're there. Every, everything's a stone's throw away. So uh, we we will be going WrestleMania for sure. Two things, hey. Bishop. Are you going to yeah. Philadelphia? Uh, so I've been looking into the tickets. It's possible. The problem is it's two nights, three people. So that's six tickets. It's tough. So I'm on the fence. The The little man is absolutely loving wrestling nowadays. And he's he's speaking about it in the context of story and performance as opposed to, like, he'll say, did that really happen? And I'll say, did it feel like it really happened? You know what I mean? Like, it, so he's not, he's not like fully marked out. So he's understanding it. So it's like, I, what I'm saying is I can't go without him. Right. And if you take two, you might as well take three. And it's just like, so that's, that's what the only issue I'm at is where can we sit at value for two nights? Our SummerSlam seats, they were awesome. 200 bucks a ticket. We were in for 600 bucks, the three of us, by all means, by all means. WrestleMania, it's like 600 bucks a ticket in the same seating area 
So, but it's two nights. So it's 1200 bucks a person. We're now up to 3,600 bucks. That multiplying factor, it's tough. Cause you can't go to one night and not go to the other. Mm. Cause you're going to be like, man, I should have went to the other night. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's the debate I'm having right now. Uh, plus, you know, certain financial situations come about every once in a while that don't, don't quite allow you to press, you know, accept on the, the final price, you know, it's mm-hmm. been in the cart. It's definitely been in the cart, but uh, yeah, no, not not yet, not yet. I would love to, but uh, but not yet. Well, so I, to like your point about the two nights, I missed SmackDown the night before Money in the Bank, but it was just through illness. Like I got I got sick, and my missus wouldn't let me go. So <laughs> 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 yeah, I had to prove that I was fit and well enough. To go to my <laughs> and you <laughs> fucking yeah you failed the first night yeah I literally got the money in the bank I had to drag myself yeah like yeah yeah I'm fine I'm fine yeah, like, but and yeah if there's a WrestleMania in London you know probably cheap for you to get a ticket over here right might be stay Christmas mate you're welcome me casa a su casa as they say you know what I mean I'll let you stay in the games room you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll, I'll sleep between an MJF figure and a an old copy of Battletoads. Yeah, <laughs> dude, fucking no, you know, just don't touch the Mega CD, right? Just don't okay, touch the Sega okay, Mega okay. CD. Oh, <laughs> I felt that, Chris. Like you're right. <laughs> but I mean, it. People are saying it's um cheaper to go and watch. I've got a friend of mine who I play Magic the Gathering with and D and D, and he uh. Is going to Germany to watch the NFL because it's cheaper to travel to Germany from the UK and watch the NFL than it is to go to London to watch it. Mental. You gotta go over to Central Europe to fucking get a decent price on it. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. The entire I don't know if you guys listened to the SummerSlam episode that I dropped on a terrible wrestling takes podcast. Uh, but I kind of laid out the trip that we took for you know the kiddo's birthday. That entire trip cost us around forty five hundred bucks, and I'm talking about getting into WrestleMania for around thirty six hundred bucks. That extra nine hundred, I'd rather do so much other shit than just this. So mm-hmm. it's it's just about you know, I mean, it's it's the world we live in too, right? Like at the end of the day, whatever the venue, whatever the company, they're going to charge whatever they want to, and it's up to you to decide whether or not you can do it and to try to get it on discount or you know find a hookup or something i mean by all means if anyone out there wants to hook me up i need three tickets for two nights at wrestlemania um you know my dad my dad works at the port of philadelphia and he has a a contract with hyundai and every once in a while he gets tickets to a suite in the philadelphia area but it's for hockey games and i don't like hockey i like basketball and i like wrestling hey dad there's wrestling coming to wells fargo center you got tickets to the suite no they don't do that now they don't do that. Five years. You got tickets this week. Now they don't do that. They don't do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to get any hookup to WrestleMania. So I just got to, I got to save my shekels. You know? Sunak's Britain, fam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, no, it'd be Biden's, Biden's, Biden's USA, right? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it's just the world we live in, man. But no, if, hey, if the UK was cheaper, I'd, by all means, I'd, I'd get on a flight and go there. I got my passport just to go to Canada. That was, that was part of it. You know, we, we got the passports to do the trip because hotels were cheaper in Canada than they were in Detroit. And there's nothing to do in Detroit anymore. It's just not. We went to Mom's Spaghetti, M&M's restaurant. That was fucking awesome. Nice. But yeah, no, we got our passport. So yeah, when when uh when this Endeavor deal, the TKO thing, you know, when they when they do shows in uh 
in Fight Island now. WWE goes to Fight Island in Saudi Arabia and in, in the U.S. Emirates. Yeah, I got my passport. I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it yeah, Yas Island in uh, in the United Arab Emirates? Like UFC put on a lot of fights there, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, during pandemic times, and you will, I think, you'll get the weekender of WWE UFC. You know, UFC will probably run like the Saturday night sort of thing. WWE will run. Friday, you know, Sunday, Monday, some shit like that. And I said, I said, I tweeted it. It'd be, it'd be great, but it'd be fucking expensive. You know, let me ask you this: What do you think about SmackDown moving back to Tuesdays to give a Friday, Saturday UFC and a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday WWE weekend? Wouldn't that make a little bit more sense instead of breaking it up? I mean, I, I love SmackDown on Tuesdays anyway, but that's just a thought. Move NXT back to Wednesday. How UFC could it run consistently Friday, Saturday, like weekly? In a in a way that they do like Dana White's contender series or yeah, you know, all that other yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do a minor league show and then they always have a Saturday show going on, whether it's the ESPN plus or the pay-per-views. I think they could find a way. I think that's the magic of them coming together is how to exactly. blend the two business models, you know? Uh, Cause you're never, I don't think you're ever going to get WWE on pay-per-view ever again. I think the streaming model works for them, but I don't think you're going to get rid of the UFC pay-per-view model. Cause that's, what's got them valued at fucking $12 billion, you know, while uh, what you call it, uh, WWE was at nine. So uh, very, very interesting to see how all that's going to play out. I mean, it's a it's a hell of a takeover, isn't it? Like a hell of a merge, a merger. Even sorry, like it's. I mean, for for someone that you know, someone that saw UFC one, you know, like and what that looked like, and you know, someone that's also sat and watched, you know, the the dark years of WWF in nineteen ninety five. You know that shit was going nowhere. It's uh fucking hell, man! Like it's such a, it's a beast now. I mean, what are what are the chances that UFC does shows in Riyadh now? You know, during that Crown Jewel weekend. You know, is that that's that's the kind of that's where my head goes with all this. They have well, they they Saudi, Saudi Arabia already these... brings boxing, doesn't it? It already What's brings in. Saudi Arabia already brings boxing. I'm sure they would love yeah. the UFC yeah. as well. Not, yeah. not although who who owns the PFL? Is that not a Saudi owned entity? The, the Saudis they take their yeah. money and they put it where it needs to be. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I think that whole crown jewel weekend all we see all we see is the wwe stuff you know but that's that's an entire week celebration that the saudis do for their their community so there's a chance that uh, on a global scale this is why it's so smart for them to merge they have these individual relationships with all these other areas of the entire world you blend that shit together with both of their styles of promotions and video packages and programming and all that shit i mean every single network now is attached to this company espn fox abs all of it all of it is attached to them you know and and to have i mean it's just it's incredible it's it's gonna be crazy i I don't know what kind of of course fucking simpletons are we gonna see uh ufc rest ufc people on wwe and wwe shut the fuck up like it's not what this is about this is a business (laughs) thing (laughs) it's business and presentation it's not cross-fighter promotions it's just not daniel Daniel cormier has always been uh, curious that's the one that's That's the the one one. because he well he because he he had it he had an interview for commentary with wwe yeah 
when WW when uh, um uh what you call it when UFC was on Fox, he had an interview with WWE to do commentary. UFC signed the ESPN deal and SmackDown was on Fox. It moved from USA to Fox. And they blocked his ability to do the commentary on WWE. He he had the job. He had the job. But because UFC left Fox, he couldn't work with Fox anymore. That's why he Pat McAfee, right? Even before that. Yeah. It was was well before that. Yeah. It was, yeah. I I don't remember who was doing it at the time, but I mean, that ESPN deal for UFC must have been like five years ago. So he'd be the one. And then be, it's the same contract now. He can just do commentary whenever he feels like showing up. And he's always been curious about, you know, working. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. Sure, and sure. It could be, I mean, I wouldn't want it to be some sort of Cain Velasquez sort of thing, you know, or anything like that, but because that was bad. But I'm just hoping we get to see some more music videos with DC, you know, like, I mean, his cake and chicken video was. Top notch. <laughs> this is Chris. This is how we feel when you talk about Magic the Gathering. No, I mean I like UFC. Man. I've been, I, I'm just listening to you guys going off because my brain is drifting off in 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 that direction as well. Now I think you, I think you you will see UFC people turning up in WWE, maybe sort of escorting sort of some guys down you know you we've still got Brock Lesnar in WWE time and you know every now and again and he you know obviously was in UFC and stuff so we are going to get that we are we are I think we will get it but not like you say it's not like some sort of like fucking cross fighter promotion thing going on but it will be as and when I think it will be sort of sprinkled in um to it you know um it, and and also you're going to have more wrestlers doing interviews on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. I think things like that. Um, you know, it is. It's becoming more, more a wrestlers, big... more wrestlers in the walkouts. At, at yeah, the yeah. Fights, you know, like yeah, man. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, they, there's they've always had a great relationship. I mean, you know, there's there's so many MMA fans within WWE that you know they pop up at pay per views all the time. Not just the you know McAfee, Vince McMahon, Triple H picture that came out. It was years before that. Becky Lynch was a staple there for a while too. Yeah. Um, Dolph Ziggler used to go all the time as well. So there's there's always uh, um, when Brock Lesnar was doing Undertaker was at shows and shit. Not just yeah. not just supporting Brock Lesnar, he'd be there for the whole thing. So you know they've always had a great relationship, and there's there is a community there of combat athletes. Yes, there is a scripted thing, but you know aside from a certain promotion, watch a wrestler bleed in the ring and tell me that this shit ain't real. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the way. Yeah. The way Roman and Brock always fought each other, like, you know, they beat the shit out of each other. You know, even, you know, the the only time I'll give her credit, you know, Ronda and Charlotte, when when they went after it, they beat the brakes off each other. So, you know, there's there's definitely a camaraderie that's going to be there. And I think a guy, honestly, a guy like Karrion Cross might benefit from this, where he, you know, he has that jujitsu background, his promo videos show him working out in, you know, an MMA style way. Maybe there'll be some more realism to who he is instead of this mythical bullshit that he comes out with. So what do we get Tank Abbott back now? Is this like Yeah, dual happening? Hall of Famer at the same time. UFC yeah, and WWE, Tank, same Ken weekend. Shamrock, yep. yeah. Ken yep. Shamrock, you know, Dan, Dan Severin. Yeah, man. You know? Yep. I'm old school UFC. Like I say, I've still got the video cassettes for UFC one, two, and three box set fam. I've got it there. Bought it from do the Trocadero. <laughs> Chris, do you not grow a mustache out of respect for Dan Severin? 
I wouldn't. Yeah, I can't compete, mate. Um, yeah, I hear it's you. it's more of a yeah. I it's I just like stroking move. my beard, but stroking the stars <laughs> just isn't the same. Um, yeah, I just <laughs> that Dan Severn mustache was something else, man. He'll body powerful. slam someone on his own. Yeah, so, man. Yeah, so powerful. <laughs> yeah. So, so the slogan behind you or to your left, Bishop was right. Who came up with that? That's pretty good. Uh, me, because I'm always right. I mean, it's you know the. The graphics are by Ref Marsh uh, from Wrestling on the Rocks. Uh, shouts to Ref Marsh. He's the man. Uh, he does all my graphics for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, because I I just, I speak out loud off of what's on TV. And it's so fucking obvious because wrestling's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. So <laughs> I, I tend to be right a lot because of what's just in front of you. Karrion Cross, is he, is he a big guy? Is he strong? Does he look athletic? Sure, sure. But that fucking elbow he does is stupid, you know? And he, he does it in a way that, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. He just sucks. He sucks. Uh, his, when he, he gets someone in a chokehold and he just, you know, he rests his head. He's, while he's choking someone, he rests his hand on his head. Like, he's taking a nap, too. Like, they're sleeping together. Like, it's cute. You know, they're cuddling. His, <laughs> his, his, his cross jackets. Yeah, his, his cross jacket's a spoon. That's what we'll call it now. The, the cross spoon. You know, it's just it's shit like that, you know. Um, and then look at look at him though, right? If he was that shit, would he still be on TV? He would, but he's not because he sucks, you know. Shit like that. CM Punk, you know, I was right about that. Young Bucks haven't had a good match since what the Hardy's ladder match or you know, TLC match before they even showed up. No, since generation me and TNA, bro. They haven't had a fucking good probably. Match. Probably no. There. Well, that's the thing. Like, so what the like what the young bucks do that people want to keep glucking about when they had that cage match with the the Lucha Bros, it was fucking awesome, right? I I absolutely enjoyed it. But they always take time to do something extra that looks fucking stupid, like the thumbtacks mm-hmm. on the shoe, right? It's yeah. Like, you don't. You actually don't need that because this match doesn't need that. But let's do something. You know, and and that's you know, but neither here. I was usually right about that. So I've, yes, I've that's felt, the long answer. The same way. <laughs> I felt the same way about the super kick spot in that cage match, where they all yeah. took turns. Like it just, it just, it it's, it's a turn off. Unnecessary. Yeah. 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 Because they they were on the verge of telling this incredible story on how these two teams are so evenly matched, and we have to beat the shit out of each other, and we can't go anywhere but this cage. And then, yeah, they did, like you said. Well, yeah, that's why that's why Jim Ross is still <clears throat> effectively one of the best to do it there, because he's the only one that makes that explanation. And I heard it, I heard it a couple of times, especially when I was watching All In. But it goes, two guys that have to beat the hell out of each other because on any given night, either one of them can win. One could win tonight, the other one could win tomorrow, but they have to do it this way. I was like, damn, Jim, you still got you still it's still in there, isn't it? You know, you know what, Jim still got it as well because if you listen to the commentary at All In. Even he's making points. It was on fucking Botchamania, if, if if I heard it anywhere. And basically, he he kept pointing out the pointless stuff that was going on. He was like, "Why why are they doing that? Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense." Like he, he live on the mic, he's pointing out the inaccuracies and the stupidity of the booking while he's fucking commentating. But no one cl- clicks what he's doing because it's just it naturally just comes out because he's had years and years and years in a business where psychology is king and, and storytelling is king and then he can't help it when he sees something stupid he's like oh there was the, what the fuck is going on and he says stuff like oh referee what are you doing that for and stuff like it just comes out like if you watch one of the recent botchamanias i think the all-in one there's there's footage and they've, they've clipped it together of jim ross just like sort of 
fucking head in his hand, sort of like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like constantly, it's great. It's really good. And also, it, it feels like you feel the same way about Karen Cross as I do about Evil Uno. So you know, oh. fuck that guy. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, your steamrolling of Evil Uno over these last couple of episodes has been incredibly funny to to listen to. You give him zero chance, man. He's like, yeah, fuck hopeless. Evil Uno. He's fucking yeah. hopeless. He's and if you think John Silver sucks, important. fuck Evil Uno. <laughs> like, <laughs> you couldn't even give him a break. <laughs> like, the the Dark Order has just fallen off. Like it's yeah. become a nothing, yeah. and I can't. Oh, excuse me, I cannot give any of that a pass anymore. Well, and and when you give when you know out of respect for for Brody Lee, right? Like they didn't just disband it right away. But when you get to a point where everyone is let go from their contracts, and this is all you got left. Do a reinvention, have them do something else, put them in another position, absorb them into the House of Black or what have you. Like, find a way to get rid of this to allow them to grow in some way, shape, or form. And it's just like, nah, fuck it. Let's just keep putting this shit out there and see what happens. Crash. I try, man. I try. I tell you, I try. Every time something cool comes up, I try to check it out and, and make sure that, you know, hey, look, I can fuck with AEW now. And I just can't. No, we get it, man. We try as well. Right. I'm not going to spend my money or even their money on it. So yeah. Give me free tickets. I'm not going. I'm not going. Hey, this this guy likes to watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all like to watch wrestling every That's now right. and again. <laughs> hey, better than spending 20, 30 quid on a pay-per-view. For sure. So, Bishop, what's next, man? What's coming up? There's got to be something. Promote, Promote it. Nothing, man. I tell you, I'm doing I'm doing sporadic, sporadic episodes when when I get the gumption, when something really lights the fire under me. Um, I'm surprised that uh, I didn't do an entire episode on how WWE wanted to counteract the debut of CJ Perry with Nia Jax, her biggest nemesis. You know, Nia puts, you know, CJ through the table nine weeks in a row and then. You know, as soon as soon as CJ Perry shows up, bang, here comes Nia Jax on WWE TV. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, they can't just let AEW breathe, you know? So I'm surprised they didn't do a whole episode on that. But that's kind of all I have. And it's sarcasm because neither one of them moved the needle whatsoever. Um, you know, but no, I mean, as far as it goes, I'm just doing appearances on everyone else's show, trying to get the bug back, make sure I still got the fastball, make sure I can still bring my terrible wrestling takes and just go from there. I mean, once I, once I become more consistent, I'm not going to stop. Um, but that's just a promise I'm making to myself. Until then, I'll be listening to everyone else's shit. Just check out at TBA Takes Podcast on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. And uh, and I'm there. Right. But, I mean, let's let's be honest. Let's not take it on too much longer. Your shows are those ones like, and I've, I've, made, I've put, put it down. You can see it on Good Pods. I made it, you know, made, made the word gospel yes. on Good Pods. You know, you can check that out. Check his podcast out, but good pods. But you know, if this guy was talking about classical music, I'd still sit and listen. It oh. doesn't matter if he didn't know anything about it. He's just got he's got the voice for it. He's got the you know, you're a you're a natural orator. Not okay, that sounds a bit dirty that you get me. I'm pretty good there too. I'm pretty good there too. <laughs> With the gluck gluck, yeah. You know I mean? Maybe 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 if you maybe if you guys start the OnlyFans, I can uh it's happening. You know, uh... It's happening. <laughs> I'll it, send you a video of me orating, you know. That's what I mean? right. Trust me, man. You'll be, you know, orating all over the shop. Um, <laughs> you like Charlie FM, bro. Yeah, trust me, coming in your ears. 
So, you know, <laughs> we, we will always push you because we do believe that you are one of the best to do it. There are many wrestling podcasts. And as we say, your takes ain't terrible. It's just people don't like to hear the truth. So that's why people may think they're terrible, but they're not. Um, I appreciate that. No, and, and, and I, I tweeted you this, but I might as well say it live too. Thank you for making me number one on that list. You put five on there, but you made me number one. And that, that speaks a lot because I, I haven't been doing this a lot. I do have a shit ton of episodes, but it's been, I maybe what put five out this year, you know? Um, so it, it does mean a lot. I mean, we talked about when this first, when this first started and you guys would mention me on your show from the very beginning, shit would bring a tear to my eye while I'm just listening on the, I would drive home from work and just I'm like, man, this, I mean something to someone, you know, like my, my voice resonates and you guys are still my most downloaded episode of all time. Um, it was a bummer when we went from 69 to 70, but as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> right now we're at 69 plus seven. You know plus. what I mean? We're at 70, <laughs> we're at 69 plus seven. We can do that. But no, I, 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 I mean, it, it means the world to me. Uh, we support each other as much as we can. I let you guys know all the time that I'm listening. I let you guys know all the time how much I love the show. JP, I didn't get a chance to tell you. Great interview. With the guy whose name you can't remember. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, man. It was a good interview. I was listening to it too. I was like, yeah, it's fucking great stuff. And I was thinking, man, I used to call you guys the princes of previous pay-per-view. Where the fuck are the recaps, man? Bro, I'm telling you. We you got, see? Yeah, we got some yeah, shit to do. We, need, we got some shit to do. you know what? It, there's so much going on in wrestling now. It's fucking yeah. hard to... I mean, and we've said it's hard to sort of sit down and find three hours to watch a WCW pay-per-view from 1997. You know, it's um, it's tough. That's why we watch those short shows, those like the Snow Brawl and all that. Like oh, that's so funny. Like, that's so funny. I mean, like some of the worst TV you can actually watch, but we had to find something in it. Like, And yeah, if we can find some more of those terrible shows, well, I'm happy to sit and watch those for half an hour or 45 yeah. minutes. So I've been, I've been going back and forth with some things that I want to do um, but I like going on other people's shows and jumping into their atmosphere. Cause I, as you guys know, I just sit down, turn the mic on and just rant about a whole bunch of bullshit. Usually forget half of what I want to talk about, but Hey, here's 45 minutes to an hour. Well, one of the shows I've been doing or communicating with is wrestling with the truth, wrestling with the truth. So shouts to BC Hunter and his whole thing. He's, he's in Canada. So he loves Canadian wrestlers. And we're talking about doing some Bret Hart stuff, but I was like, we know Kurt Angle has never wrestled Bret Hart, but has he ever wrestled Owen Hart? And I looked up the other day, he did some tag matches, but he also has one singles match from a Sunday night heat. I got to find that. I want to find that match, singles match. It? Yeah, it, it was a dark, dark match. match. Yeah. So I don't know if it exists on tape, but through research, you can find anything. I found a Bret Hart Macho Man match from Japan. Japan. Yeah. yeah. 28 SWS, minutes yeah. on the camera. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, man, I got to watch this. So I sent the link to BC Hunter because we talked about doing a match from the 80s. He has a wrestling with the 80s show on uh, on YouTube. He's, he's just a fantastic broadcaster. His knowledge about wrestling is, is amazing. And you guys know I put over everyone when I talk. So uh, apologies for plugging all the other shows. Oh, but no, man. seriously. Yeah. So um, that's the kind of stuff that I'm into, man, is is feeling other people's vibes and getting back into the broadcasting, getting back into the wrestling. Cause I can, I mean, we do it now, right? You, you put on raw and you know, you're tweeting or you're playing a game and you miss half a match and you kind of get stuck 
in what you're watching as opposed to really being into it to give analysis. So when I jump into other people's perspectives, um, it, it opens the mind a little bit more. So that's just where I'm at now. If I can jump on a show, um, I appreciate you guys making the time for me. If you want to make the time again, just send the link, make it happen. Uh, sounds like we, you know, as we talked earlier, we might all have a little bit of free time on our hands. So uh, if you guys want to do this again, I'll be around. Um, but thank you so much for having me. All the support, all that shit. I, I fucking love you guys. Oh, man, we we were this close. I was this close to sending you an old TNA pay-per-view to review Let's uh, do it. with us. So I think it. maybe we could, because their YouTube channel is fucking amazing, bro. It's got like, mate, and, and that era of the main event mafia in TNA, where you had Kurt Angle, Booker T, Sting, Scott Steiner, you know, all that good shit. Um, it was phenomenal. And you had Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, you know, Robert Roode, you know, it was fucking, that era of TNA, man, was incredible. So maybe that's something we can do uh, going forward. That'd be great. I'm down. Sounds great, man. Like, you know, old wrestling shit. What more can we ask for? Right. We haven't had an ICO Pro Award winner in so long. We I need to hear it. I need well, to we hear didn't, it. We didn't see Brian Cage uh, all in, so that, that, was right. dis- that was disappointing because he would have won <laughs> by far. <laughs> well, if we watch an old TNA pay-per-view, it's blatantly going to be Big Papa Pump anyway. So it it's like always Scott Pump. Steiner. Yeah. Well, it's true. The Scott Steiner you know, Memorial Award, isn't it? Like, That's it's right, easy. absolutely. It's the Luger Steiner Award. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, where else can we go from here? Like, apart from... Sorry, my wife's taking a piss out of me from the corner there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, trying wrap, I'm, to, I'm trying to fucking wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> we're live, pal. Yeah, uh, we're put that <laughs> cigarette out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else can we say? Holy shit, we're still in the British charts. Like, Bishop, you're going to be in the British UK charts with us this week. I'm pretty sure of it. Like, Governor, wait. me old China. What's happening, brother? What's happening, brother? <laughs> nice one, brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, just scrap all this wrestling pay per views. Make him watch Four Lions. Mate, do you know what? If it, But if you've got a VPN, have you got a VPN of any kind? Yeah. yeah. So you can pretend you're in Bognor Regis. And you can watch uh, UK Netflix. Watch a movie called uh, Four Lions. Um, you will you will it's, love it, dude. Yeah, and we'd love to know your thoughts on Four Lions. Yeah, you know, as much and as human traffic any... and human traffic because human traffic's on there as well. Is human traffic right. on Netflix now? Is it? Yeah, I watched it the other day. Oh, nice one, brother. He's looking up Four Lions, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's it's the idea of the film is ridiculous, but. So it sounds like it sounds like your show, disturbing, hysterical, and satirical. It's is great. that is that the uh, right yeah. show? Is that the right yeah. show? Okay, that's it. All right, All right. that's it. All right, I'll make sure. I'll make sure. <laughs> yep, I'll watch that when we get off here. I'll watch that, and if I if it inspires me enough, I'll do an episode and I'll dedicate it to you guys. Oh, if mate, not, I'll come back on here and and we'll chat shit about it for sure. It'd be cool in his packy step toes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! This is the second time I think I've tried to wrap this. All right, you're right. No, no, that's fine. Like we keep keep doing it, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, it's your show. If you want to keep me on here, that's fine. You know, know, if I didn't have a VPN, is there one that I could get? Oh, there is. Absolutely, there is. Yeah. Good shout. If you're looking for that virtual protection that Chris has mentioned more than once, that's right. You know, digital prophylactic, a steel, if you will. (laughs) 
the yeah, the digital prophylactic. Get your VPN in the link right under this video or in the description of the podcast. Go to Jesus Christ, my mind is out today. It's Surfshark, baby. Domas is going to be pissed at you, bro. Um, it's Surfshark. So oh, oh use God, the link in the description. Click the link, use the promo code GRAPPLE, and you will get 83% off and three free months. We can't say that with an English accent because free and free is exactly the same. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you get free, free months, brav, uh, and 83% off. Go for it. You get it on multiple devices. You get your virus protection. You get your VPN. You get all sorts of fantastic um, technology. And um, you'll be safe when you're online and you're either in a hotel or you're in an airport or you're just sitting in the middle of the town outside the Costa having a coffee. Um, You will be protected. So your personal data is safe. So, yes, thank you, Bishop. Um, You can get the VPN from Surfshark in the description. There he goes. He he knew exactly what we were all talking about. I'm forgetting the name of our own fucking sponsor at the minute. I am that out <laughs> of it. So for now, what can I say? We thank Bishop for being with us today, like for joining us, giving up his time that early in the afternoon slash morning in the US. I think you're on the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we well, it we went from give... the morning, now it's the afternoon. So yeah, hey, that's what we do. We, it's just, uh, about, we it's just about lunchtime. He's just about yeah. to go and get himself some a sweet, sweet lunch from raising canes or Popeyes or something, something to piss us <laughs> off, right? I'll make sure I get some fish and chips. Just keep this thing going. You know what nice I mean? I'm UK all mass. day. Yeah, I'll, man. Have, I'll have tea and terrible food. So oh. let's do it. Come on, man. <laughs> Fucking stab us in the back when you're on your way out. You wank up. What a hill turn right in. <laughs> so, people at TW Takes podcast, Bishop, thank you so much for joining us. Thank we you. will keep an eye out for your stuff because you know it, it's sporadic, but you know it's it's quality over quantity, isn't it? Appreciate so, that. Um, so from me, JB, the best Chris in wrestling podcasts, Mister Chris Dread. There he is, boggling again. <laughs> he can't help himself. And, and from Bishop, we say thank you so much. Take care, guys. We will see you all very soon. Cheers.